Hi my friends, welcome to this episode of the Joe Yoga Life Diaries and today I'm talking about a topic that um, I haven't covered so much in the past but I do get asked and it does kind of pop up a lot on my social media feeds and uh, you know questions about becoming a yoga teacher and a businesswoman etc. So I don't ever consider myself to be a business coach but what I can do is I can talk about my experience and how it was for me setting up a business going self-employed in a business that I'd never ever thought I was going to be in with a small child and so that's what I'm going to discuss today with you. As with always if you need any more information from me then please do reach out and go to my website realjoyoga.com where you can sign up for my newsletter. I send out a weekly newsletter. We can stay connected. You can follow me on Instagram, on Facebook and let's just keep in touch and let me know how you feel about this and any things that you have come up and things that come up with you during this discussion. So I'm going to go back to probably about now 15 years ago. I was pregnant, um, I was a single mother-to-be, and um, I did a lot of yoga. I always did a lot of yoga, I loved yoga. Um, it's sort of been on my radar since I was a child. Um, but I really started to practice a lot more because somebody had told me that labor is easier if you do yoga, so I'm all for, <laughs> all for le less pain. So I did a lot of yoga, and then um, my son was born, and I was just practicing yoga one day and I had found kundalini yoga by this time and I love kundalini yoga as you well know and I was doing a particular breath practice that stimulated the sexual energy and my son who then was about two or three years old so we're going back about 10 years now he climbed on my lap as he used to do if I was meditating he just kind of climb on me and all the other yoga moms out there you know what it's like you go into downward dog and you are instantly a climbing frame so I was more than used to doing yoga with a little one around me that was no bother but then he copied what I was doing and I just kind of had this sudden we were doing kundalini lotus with breath of fire that's what we were doing and I was suddenly just a bit like he was hilarious doing it this little one just rolling about and doing this funny breathing but it just kind of went through my mind it's like is it right that a child should do that and it does yoga have the same effect on children as it does adults in this kind of seed was planted that I wanted to know more about yoga for children and from there I was looking at obviously I was looking at kundalini yoga and how that affected children and I came across star child yoga run by the incredible Siriyati and I thought, wow, you know, and I looked into this and I thought this training was exactly what I wanted. It was directed at parents and teachers, not necessarily yoga teachers, but school teachers and parents and anyone who had a love for children. That's who it was directed to. And I thought, well, that, that was me. I wasn't a yoga teacher. I didn't consider myself to be an experienced yogi, but I wanted to know more about yoga for children. And this had its roots in Kundalini. And but it was a very expensive course, and I remember bumping into her at the yoga show, and I got chatting to her, and you know I, I was like, well, the time isn't right now, and she was like, you know, it'll, the time will be right, and and I think a couple of years passed, and the timing suddenly was right. The money was there. I was in a steady relationship with some with a man that I could leave Charlie with, and um, 
and, and I had the freedom to go and to do the training course and I had the funds and the money and so I went and did it and I only went to do the course to learn, to make sure that Charlie was doing yoga safely that was my only reason for doing the course however as you probably well know now he is the one child in the world that I cannot teach. Children do not like to be taught by their parents. But I initially took the course to make sure he was safe and to make sure he was doing it. Within the first weekend of me doing the course, I went home and I said to Craig, I was like, my God, this is amazing. This is absolutely blowing my mind. This needs to be shared. This isn't something that I can just learn and then keep it to myself. I've got to share it. I've got to help the other children out there. This is more than just making funny shapes with your body. This is a lifestyle skill. And I'm so passionate about that. And I'm still very much about that. Yoga is not about your headstands. It's not about the perfect Hanumanasana or whatever it is that you want to do. It is a lifestyle tool. And children, to be taught this from an early age is invaluable. My teen years would have been so different had I have had some of the skills that I am teaching now to children of the ages of about six or seven. It's, I mean, it's groundbreaking stuff. So I did the course. And I knew that I was going to become a teacher. And it happened quite organically. Within, by the time I had took my exams and got my certificates, I had got my insurance sorted. I'd written off to all the schools in the local area. Local area. I think I sent off probably about 30 letters to different schools, like paper letters, not emails, proper letters, open letters. Um, explaining me and what I did and what I wanted to share and I had two schools come back to me oh that's a lot actually that's a lot I had three schools come back to me but one of them um didn't have enough children in the school it was a tiny tiny school and if we separated them into age groups it was going to be really really difficult so I had two come back to me that I could actually go and do yoga in and one of them said can you just come and do an assembly so my first teaching children experience was doing an assembly to an entire school I remember being absolutely petrified and uh, and what I was going to do I only had to do is like 10-15 minutes kind of like an icebreaker and I remember in my dream in my head it you know I was asleep and in my dream I wrote my whole what I was going to do my my plan was written and I did the assembly and um and they loved it and, and and we had we set up after school clubs and in fact I still go to that school now and uh, very regularly and so I've taught some of those children you know right from their nursery years right through they go to secondary and some of them now are even they are um, going through sixth form and um, absolutely yeah, yeah so, so I was really thrown in the deep end but what I, my point is there I sent out 30 odd letters and I got two schools come back to me so my belief, I knew it was the right thing to do. I knew that it was needed. It wasn't about me. I, I had a nine to five job at the time. So it wasn't about me needing to bring the money in. It was about me just needing to share this message with the schools that were thinking that way. And there are not a lot of heads, head teachers out there that recognize this as being important. I get that. Um, they have a lot more on their plate. There are more, more things, you know, it's, it's all about... Um, engineering and um, maths and science and and all of that I, I I get that sometimes yoga goes off the radar and it's like well why is that important and um, I know why it's important and if any head teacher ever wants to have a conversation with me about 
what their children will receive out of it, then just message me straight away and we'll have a cup of tea and a conversation about it. Um, but yeah, it was happened quite organically from there. Um, and from there, it sort of grew by word of mouth. And what I realized very suddenly was like, hang on a minute, if I'm doing after school clubs and if I'm doing sort of weekend clubs and things like that, I, I suddenly who's going to pick up my child from school and it's sort of kind of like oh, hang on a minute I'm a mum I've got mum responsibilities so I had to very quickly find a childminder and find somebody who could collect Charlie from school and uh, and that was hard I've got to be honest in fact there were times when I was driving off to do an after school club that I would drive past Charlie with a childminder and I'm like this is my time I should be with him and I had a bit of a battle with that and I think this is something that a lot of mums probably do have if you're setting up your own business and you're working, and you're not with your mum, not with your child, there's some guilt there. And and I did feel it a lot, and struggled a lot. And sometimes I would really look forward to, because I, I made sure that when I set up my business that I had a day to myself, and I would that, that was the day that I would always pick Charlie up from school. There would never be an after school club on a Friday. That was my day that I would pick him up from school. And, and I was very, very strict on that. And never let anything you know that was a real sacred time and that day was the day I picked him up and we'd have a lovely walk home we might go and get ice cream or we'd go and get you know a chocolate hot chocolate or something and it was a it was a valuable time and so that's something that's really important is that it's okay to have time away from your child to build your business or to, you know if your business your mission is important and is your sole calling this is important to you your child will fit around that you just have to find the balance to make the time when is right for you. So you've got to put that time. And one thing also, about balance isn't always about 50-50. Some weeks I would be 90% in my work and 10% with my family. And then another week I would be 90% with my family and 10% with my work. So the balance comes in a grander scheme of things. And because I was doing children's yoga and working to school term times it meant that I had school holidays now and eventually very very quickly in fact I built up enough work that I gave up my nine to five so I was going into yoga, uh, going into schools all the time every day apart from a Friday because that was my day that I'd gifted myself and so my school holidays were all with my son and we could do everything. We went off to Southeast Asia for a month, you know, and we, you can do that. You, um, I had that freedom. And I gave myself that freedom. So yes, there is the guilt of like, okay, I wasn't there to pick him up from school every day. Um, and I wasn't, some weekends I had to go and work so I couldn't be with him or I couldn't take him to football because I was working and I was setting up this business. But my goodness, look at the holidays, look at the school holidays, look at the time we could have. And that's where you've got to look at your balance, not on a day-to-day 50-50 thing, but on a lifetime balance. And so juggling takes a lot of work. You have to ask for help. And I was lucky. I had great friends who were willing to step in on days when they could who were willing to step in at a moment's notice as well. I was lucky that I had that. I didn't have family nearby. I only had my friends and they were amazing. And I wasn't afraid to ask for help. 
Um, I also had a very, very supportive partner as well that I could rely on. So I did have those, but I'm saying to you, if you're in this position now and you are setting up a business and you're looking for help, reach out and ask, you know, find the great childminder. Um, you've got, got to be doing what lights you up because if you're doing something that lights you up and you're doing something that is your sole purpose and your mission, then that's good for the whole picture that's good for your family that's good for your community ultimately it's brilliant for you which means that you can be the best that you can be um so yeah so what else do i want to say about setting up a business i got a business coach uh, quite a long way into my business journey i'd sort of plateaued out and my business had built up and then covid hit so i lost all my business very quickly because the schools all closed and i had to then turn it around and put it online and it was at that point that I got a business coach who was amazing. Having a coach is really, really something. It just made you look, me look at myself as an entrepreneur and as a yoga teacher differently. And my business coach wasn't anything to do with yoga. She was just business. Once I recognized that, yeah, this wasn't just my hobby. This was my income. This was my business. Yes, I'm providing a service. And... One thing, in a few weeks, I'm going to do a podcast about giving yoga for free because this was something that came up a lot during lockdown when um, a lot of parents had been, you know, had lost jobs, etc. And I carried on a lot of my open classes. I carried them all on via Zoom, but I did them by donation only. Um, and most of the parents paid for them, and which was lovely. But there has been a big discussion within the yoga community. It's like, you know, we are a service provider and as yogis, we're not materialistic. However, and so we're supposed to kind of give it for free, but there's always got to be some sort of energy transaction, whether it be money or whether it be babysitting stamps or vegetables if somebody's got an allotment. I remember Siriyati said, you know, there's always got to be some sort of exchange and invariably it is money in our world because as yoga teachers we've still got rent to pay we've still got mortgages to pay we've still got bills to pay we've still got children to put through school we've still got children to uh have music lessons and sport clubs and we've got to clothe ourselves you know we are living in this community and we have to pay our bills and therefore we can't be giving away free yoga because it's our business and not only that training takes thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds probably more than any university degree <laughs> if because you, you have to do your constant constant training and there's always something new coming out you've got to keep your insurance up you've got to keep your everything up so it costs thousands to be a yoga teacher this day and age and um yeah so giving anyway that's another topic that's another episode that's going to be coming up in a few weeks and I don't know why I'd gone so far off tangent on what I was saying so the business coach was brilliant and when she made me recognize that yes I am a businesswoman and it's okay to charge what I'm worth be the yogi businesswoman it was freeing it was releasing it was like yes this is who I am and I am providing this incredible service this incredible healing tool and so my takeaway from this episode, because I could have ambled on about this for ages, is that when setting up your own business and juggling motherhood as well, know your why, know why you are doing it and ask for help where you need it. You can do it all. Make sure that your self-care is taken care of and that you are looked after and make sure your support network is there. And if you're not sure who your support network are, 
reach out to me and let's have a conversation about it and see where you can find the support and where you can find the encouragement. I am always here to guide you and I really hope that you've taken something from this episode and if you are going out there to be a mumpreneur and be the businesswoman that you want to be and live this life of freedom then I support you and I am here to support you and be your biggest cheerleader and I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening today. If anything resonated or you feel inspired to, please share as that is how we spread the healing. To learn more about me, my teachings or any of the Joe Yoga programs, go to www.joyogauk.co.uk and I'll see you next time. Bye.